recording. Silencio. Very good. Hello, and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. I am your co-host, Lady J. And your other co-host, T. <laughs> I don't know why I did it that way, but I did. <laughs> That's very adorable. And it's so cute, too, because you look so much like Ruthie. Stop. And when you do that, it's like you're like <laughs> Ruthie incarnate. Um, so this episode is titled, I Hate You. And the Amazon Prime synopsis, and now we have to like wait while I pull it up. Bear with me. Lady Day didn't write it down. The I kind of like it. Okay. <laughs> the Amazon Prime synopsis is, the girls learn that words can really hurt people, and Simon befriends a Holocaust survivor. Mm-hmm. So right off the top, I think, and I don't want to speak for you, Okay. so I'll say for me, um, you know, as I want to do, I read the synopsis, or the synopsis for this episode before watching it, and... I, I remember, like, my, my initial reaction was, like, oh, ho- uh, a, a Holocaust survivor. Like, I guess this will be about the Holocaust or whatever. Like, yeah. I, I just sort of let it I, – I didn't think much more about it. Like, I didn't, like, uh, understand or appreciate the weight mm-hmm. of what that would entail, yeah. you know, or what that meant. Um, and I know that you don't read the synopsis. So, Never. Um, but – I just, I, I want to preface this conversation by saying that, like, this episode, like, really got to me in many ways, and, like, I pretty much cried throughout, mm-hmm. and um, it was just, like, really, I think, effective as far as Seventh Heaven episodes go. Mm-hmm. So, we can get into it. <laughs> Let's get into it. Um, I'm not even sure where to start, really. I know. We have to obviously talk about the Holocaust of it all. Um, do you want to leave that? Like, do you want to just um, go over maybe Mary and yeah, Lucy? I think, I think we should probably talk about the other sort of peripheral stories okay. before we get into into it, probably. But um, I think thematically, or I think this is one of those episodes, I think like most episodes of this show, there's a theme, yeah. right? Like the various storylines are feeding into... A common message mm-hmm. or um like a like a theme and um i like that it's sort of nuanced or not like obvious right away i don't think in the sense that like the stories seem very disparate until you realize like they're all sort of bringing home the same message yeah um so, okay, to start, I think we can start with the most um, innocuous <laughs> okay. the, uh, of the stories, which is to say that's Ruthie's, right? Yeah. Um, basically, Ruthie has, like, drawn with crayon all over her bedroom walls. Yeah. And, um, you know, we find out that, it, like, there's a mural at school that she was trying to, like, emulate. You know, she mm-hmm. was, like, trying to have a mural... Um, on her walls at home. I do want to say there's this cute thing where she calls it a mule. Yeah. And then we're supposed to go like, Oh, you're saying it wrong. It's a mural, <laughs> <laughs> which is like a trope with Ruthie. Like, you know, like they keep doing this thing where she's yeah. like learning new words, you know, like yeah. by messing them up and then somebody corrects her. Um, but I, the, when she said mule, 
I feel like my brain was able to process that much quicker than the show corrected her. Yeah. So I don't know about you, but like when she said mule, I was like a donkey. Why no, does no. She want a donkey at home. <laughs> like I didn't. I didn't even get it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I just realized? I was watching the show with um, the subtitles on. Uh huh. And I remember reading it, and I'm like, wait, what? And then I was like, oh, okay, 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 okay. I. You know what's funny? I also had the subtitles on. And I never do that. I don't know why it was on this time around. Maybe it was just by accident. I, you know, fat thumbs, I don't know, had an issue there. But I read that and I was like, wait, what? And you know, whenever you have a subtitle on, like, it just takes you away. You don't go deep into the show. Yes. yes. Because I find myself reading. Yeah. Then watching. Yeah. The action on the screen, Mm -hmm. which is really annoying and. I find that I really only need subtitles for British shows these days because because <laughs> as much as like we've heard the British accent in television and on movies and stuff like I still find it hard to like catch certain words you know oh, okay when them. so when it's like a British thing I, I automatically turn the subtitles on just so that I don't miss any nuance mm-hmm. you know, in the words but yeah to your point I feel like definitely subtitles on this show yeah take you away from it no it does I don't know why it was on but whatever <laughs> but I think but maybe that's part of why because I read Mule mm-hmm. and I was able to like, like, you know, my brain was able to process that yeah. before the show, you know, reacted to it yeah. like in real time or whatever. So maybe. But yeah, that was like funny. It's just a stupid note, I guess. But but dude, like she really drew on those walls. Dude. It wasn't like it wasn't a line. It wasn't just like maybe a sun. It was like the city on her wall. She friggin' drew an actual mural. Like, yeah. Cra- I mean, with crayon, but it's crazy. Like she had a house and a lawn like a garden yeah and but it wasn't even the wall it went to the like the closet door yeah, yeah. It, it right was like yeah it was like their um their closet wall mm-hmm. or whatever which is adjacent if you will to like their door yeah so when you walk in you have to like look to your left to see yeah. it um and of course like simon's the one who discovers it you know and, and he comes <laughs> in and he's like mom's gonna be so mad at you <laughs> like, and he's like really enjoying the fact that mom's gonna be really mad at ruthie for this but I'm just thinking, how long did that take her? And how did nobody notice I this? I know. It's like, are we supposed to believe that she did it like in an afternoon? Yeah, like, serious. While no one was watching. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Um, but, you know, suspension of disbelief. Here exactly. we are. So, yeah. So she does this mu- this mural. And, um, and then it's really cool because they don't do this big like, you know, like, mom, Ruthie drew on the walls or like, yeah. they don't show like they don't have like Annie innocently coming into the room to like put away laundry and then seeing it. No, like we see the mural, we mm-hmm. the audience see the mural and then cut to a few scenes later Annie comes down and like barrels like down, yeah. like, like eyes on Ruthie, like come with me mm-hmm. now. <laughs> and um, I don't know. How how did you feel about this storyline? How did you feel about the whole I hate you and the implications of that and all that? Well, Ruthie had a lot of dialogue in this episode. This is true. I I felt like they were trying to grow her, like grow up kind of thing. Mm. But and I felt like they were giving her dialogue that I don't think Ruthie would have said. But like Ruthie, the character. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, she is going to school. She is getting influenced uh, Mm -hmm. by other kids and who knows what they're saying or what they're doing. So I don't know. It was just. uh, I don't think I've ever said those words to my mom. Right. Ever. Only because I I was extremely 
sensitive kid, mm-hmm. even if I said something with a harsh tone or if I was mean to my mom, I would have apologized like right away. Mm-hmm. I would have realized what I was saying. So I, I don't know. And like drawing on the walls is not my thing. Because <laughs> <I would laughs> right. like, I mean, oh. Uh, how far am I going to go into my family right now? Um, Cause like, okay, I would join in on my mom with like spring cleaning. Okay. So cleaning the walls or like dusting. Yeah. I know what that is. So there was no way that I would draw on the wall because I'm going to clean that up. So, you know, when I was looking at Ruthie, I was like, Oh honey, you're in trouble. Like I was even afraid for her because I can't even imagine what, yeah, no, my mom would be like, um, she would throw the bucket at me. You're doing this right now. So yeah, the way Annie handled it, but something about Ruthie's dialogue. I just didn't feel like that was her. It didn't feel real or grounded for you. Yeah. Well, only because when has she said this much in one episode? Right. I mean, yeah, no, it was, it was a lot for Ruthie. You and, know. and, you know, she, the way she would tell her, um, well, I come after school and I just want to play and that cuts into my time. So why don't you just do it? I'm like, oh, so you thought about it. Like you have this whole thinking process of how you're going to handle this with your mom. Yeah, this was a side of Ruthie that I I mean, we definitely have never seen before. And I got to say, I don't know if I was ready to see it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I mean, it was it was okay. I mean, it was fine. I mean, I think like in terms of childhood rebellions and things like I think it's fair in terms of a storyline well yeah five-year-old or six-year-old and I mean most kids around that age um I don't want to say that the word like self-centered but I mean well not self-centered but I just want to say like they can't see beyond their world right so it's kind of I I like that Mm -hmm. that she goes well I'm busy mom and she was like that's great (laughs) but you have shit to do you have things to do you have to clean up you have to think of these things like not not cleaning up but you know, you do something, there's consequences. So that was nice to see how they're trying to teach her a lesson. Yeah. And I think, and I think the way that Annie handled it, um, was like pretty spot on Mm -hmm. in terms of the right, like, I don't want to say the right and the wrong way. Like I'm a parent, like I don't even know, but I think the way that she dealt with this, Mm -hmm with Ruthie and the fact that Ruthie like blurts out, I hate you and all of that. Yeah. Um, was pretty great, you mm-hmm. know, like, and I think really did teach Ruthie a lesson, yeah. you know, in the way that it should have, because at the end of the day, it's crayon, it's Crayola or whatever. Yeah. It's going to wash off. Annie knows this. Mm-hmm. We, the audience know this. Yeah. Like the, the tangible effects of what Ruthie has done in terms of like the house or whatever. Yeah. Is nil, you know, like it, it'll take care of itself. And Annie knows that, but, and I don't, and certainly Annie didn't expect Ruthie to like really be as like stubborn and like obstinate as she was about it I don't think but um yeah it was I don't know I really appreciate like I appreciated it I Mm -hmm. think it was I mean it was hard to watch because Ruthie is just like you know she's usually like funny and cute yeah I love everybody wise beyond her years even Mm -hmm. or whatever but to see her this way was like kind of shocking um but I think handled pretty well. Yeah. You know, she and, and her listening in on um, Matt and Annie. Right. When she said, you know, she's hurting. I, I was just it was sweet to see Ruthie digest it like, mm-hmm. oh, I was being mean. 
Mm-hmm. She didn't, not understanding the weight of her words. Right. Which was, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, um, it's like watching a kid learn. Yeah. Literally, you're, you're yeah. watching Ruthie learn. Right. And I wonder what that would be like. Like, if you were to have a kid and to see them understand, like, oh, shit, what did I just do? Yeah, like, like to see the wheels sort of turn. Mm-hmm. And you know what I really liked is um, towards the end at the resolution of that storyline um, when Ruthie apologizes and says, like, I, I love you and, like, I don't want your heart to hurt. Or yeah, does, is your heart still hurting? Yeah, I really liked that Annie um, didn't, first of all, I liked that the show, like, on a meta level, didn't wrap it up in a neat little bow, right? Yeah. But on a character level, I really appreciated that Annie was like, I wish I could tell you that my heart doesn't hurt anymore, mm-hmm. but sometimes things like this are not immediately fixed. You yeah. Know, like it takes time mm-hmm. and I still love you. And you know, like yeah. I, I appreciated that, 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 that Ruthie was able to learn the deeper lesson, which is, you know, yeah, this is your mom. And at the end of the day, like that's unconditional, mm-hmm. and whatever, but know that sometimes it's not that quick and sometimes it, you know, there is real consequences Mm -hmm. like harder than this, you know, to what you say and how you act and stuff. Remind me, what did Simon say to her whenever she said, I I hate mom? And then he goes, whoa. Think about that before you say it out loud again. Yeah. That's what he says. Or or something like make sure you really mean that before you say it out loud again. Mm -hmm. Which was, you know, again, Simon, goddamn Simon. I know. Like, if he's not your favorite character on the show, like, I know. You're, like you're doing it wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, he's easily the best character on the show. Because um, he's, I mean, he's so awesome. But we'll get we'll get to him later. But, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. The Ruthie stuff. And, I, I mean, maybe we're not getting into it as much as we normally would or whatever. But, um, yeah. It was just, I don't know. I thought it was cool. I thought it was fine. You know? It, it, yeah. And I... I did enjoy Ruthie listening. Right. Like she listened. She really listened. And not in a like a... In the end though. I mean, not in the beginning when her mom was trying to talk to her while she's cleaning the walls. Not then because she's still being stubborn, of course. So she's not really going to get it. But um, no, just... I don't know how to explain it. You know, just again, watching her on those steps, listening and just really listening. She's like, oh man, I really did hurt her. It's just, it's sweet. And and it's interesting too, like... I. Because we often see Ruthie in scenarios where she's like eavesdropping or... Yeah, she's usually always eavesdropping. And it's and I don't mean that in like that nefarious connotation way. Like No, she, she's no, like, she's a fly on the exactly, wall. Exactly, yeah. And that's usually the case. And it is, it is also sort of the case in this moment where she overhears Matt. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, Annie talking to Matt about the whole thing, which I also love too. I like I liked that touch of like Annie sort of talking to her oldest kid yeah. and being able to connect with him as mm-hmm. an adult in that way, you know, talking about like, I can't believe she said that. And I know she doesn't like, you know, like yeah. in that way that I, you know, I think as adults, we appreciate mm-hmm. our parents talking to us and stuff. Um, so anyway, so um, yeah, that moment when Ruthie is there on the stairs, um, it felt um uh, different, you know, mm-hmm. than, than it's felt before. Like, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. And I don't know how much of that has to do with like the musical cues mm, and shit probably. like that, you know, but I don't know. It was like, um, I don't know. I just, yeah, it was, it was kind of, I guess it's always, um, you always see her listening in somewhere, whether mm-hmm. it's on the steps or in while she's in the room. Right. 
Um, but her skill paid off because she's always doing this. Right. So now maybe it can be treated as like, this is part of her, this is one of her many qualities. She's a good listener. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, so. I, I, maybe I'm just uh, making it, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm hoping too much for her character, but I would assume being the youngest might make you the better listener only because everybody, when you're, when everyone's older than you, you don't have much to say. You're just right. observing. That's what I was going to say. I think it, if it, if not better, a li- if not a better listener, I think definitely more of a sponge. Yes. Right? Like yeah. Being in that position makes you like really aware of, mm-hmm. of what's going on around you. Yeah. To your point, you don't really have much else to do. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think, and I think because she's so young, like, this is this may or may not be a pattern that we see again in her. Yeah, I don't who knows? Call it a pattern, well, but but a you, behavior, yeah. you know, that we see again in her as she gets older and goes through her teenage phase mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, who knows? But yeah, I think I think this was like a hard lesson mm-hmm. that she definitely learned. Mm-hmm. You know, and I th- is it in I I because I watched two episodes in a row, but is it in this one where she says like I just have to watch my mouth? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She said, I have to watch my mouth. Right. Because her mom, I think, is saying like, you know, like your words and like how people take them or mm-hmm. whatever. And she's like, okay, but your heart's good, right? So yeah. I just have to watch my mouth now. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And that that was sweet. And also like I think solidifies the fact that like she gets it. You mm-hmm. know? Um. So yeah. I mean, it was cool. It was, yeah. It was nice. Good stuff. Well done, Seventh Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, I did want to note too, this is a Brenda Hampton episode. Yes. She wrote it, but she wrote it with somebody, um, whose name I'm going to butcher, but I'm going to take a pass at it and say Aaliyah Horwitz. Okay. Um, who I think we're going to see crop up more okay. and more as a writing partner of oh. Brenda Hampton in terms of episodes. Okay. You know, I don't know if they were actually a writing partners or whatever, but like their names come up together mm. as written by credits um, okay. multiple times. I'll pay attention. Yeah, I don't really know what that means or doesn't mean. Who but, knows? Maybe that, but maybe when it comes to heavy episodes such as this, maybe. Yeah, I mean, because I remember like in the first season when we had those like heavy hitter episodes. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It was like a Brenda Hampton episode, uh-huh. you know. And this one is definitely one of those episodes, and I was like surprised to see someone else's name attached to it. Mm-hmm. But whatever, just observations. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the other sort of periphery storyline that feeds into this theme of like um hate and like your words and yeah. that the fact the fact that they carry meaning and have mm-hmm. weight and consequences and stuff um is the girls mary and lucy yeah such brats and like slash matt yeah um uh, I, okay so matt has a new girlfriend Mm -hmm. um like like his first person he's dating since heather yeah and we find out that it's their third date Mm -hmm. and uh, right away i had problems with this because why is she coming over to his house to then go on a date like normally wouldn't he go and pick her up for a date like that was a weird contrivance Mm -hmm. which i know we're supposed to just like let it pass or whatever but i like i couldn't get over it you know i was like why is she (laughs) coming here like i don't get that especially like okay she has her own car so like why don't they just meet somewhere that like it doesn't make sense you know she's she's quite the knockout Oh my God, she was gorgeous. Yeah, she's. I mean, she, she is gorgeous. Yeah, like, holy shit! Like, 
She's like a Barbie. Yeah, like, she is a Barbie. Oh my God. Her hair was perfect. Yeah. Like her body was like awesome. Oh my God. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful girl. I have no idea who she is. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I mean, I, I didn't look her up, but like, I don't, I mean, she doesn't, she wasn't recognizable right yeah. away, you know, like, I don't know. Maybe she did a bunch of little parts like this. Apparently she was in Saved by the Bell, but I'm assuming the new class or something oh, like that. Okay. Like, like a main um, character in Saved by the Bell? I think so. Well, I mean, yeah, it had to have been only because... I forget the years, but it started from 1993 until one, whatever. Uh, yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that would be interesting if she was a main character on Saved by the Bell, the new class, for four years prior to this. Yeah. That would mean like she was like a well-recognized I think so. actress or like figure, I yeah, guess, yeah. in television. Interesting. Hmm. I don't know. Well, for for what it, for all intents and purposes, she's like a nobody. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Mary and Lucy just can't stand her because she's so perfect well as they and would it's say. that thing of like as soon as so so she comes in you know they do a whole like oh no for, well first of all before she gets there they're all talking about how they're gonna meet her and they're gonna whatever mm-hmm. and matt is not cool with that doesn't want the drama oh yeah and he sends them up yeah she's okay she's like we're gonna give him privacy right yeah and then of course Mary comes up with this great idea to like send ruthie down to find so, Huey, right and then that way the Didn't girls... we say goodbye to Huey? Well, but then he came back at the end of that <laughs> Oh, episode, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So he's not, like, really gone. It's really not he's, that important, he's though. Been in, <laughs> he's been in space because yeah. life's an astronaut. Um, yeah, so anyway, so then, you know, then they have a reason to come downstairs to, like, get her. Yeah. And then they can all meet or whatever. It's yeah. a stupid thing. But anyway, it gets them in the room with her. And so they meet and she's this gorgeous girl and she's like sweet, you know, she's like nice to meet you guys. Like I've mm-hmm. heard so much about you, whatever. Um, and then they leave. And the minute she walks out the door, they turn to each other and they're like, hate her. Yeah. And Ruthie's in the room too, mind mm-hmm. you. Like that's the kind of behavior like you don't want to model for a five-year-old no. girl. You know what I mean? And they're like, hate her. And they're like doing their stupid high five whatever how long was that handshake high five thing oh yeah it was like a hand just like so stupid and then in the end with the ow i was like uh i'm annoyed they were really really frustrating to watch in this episode but besides that okay first of all we know lucy and mary bond and they've never had a handshake and now they just developed one they have this handshake (laughs) like that we've never seen before but so and then they keep ripping into her like any chance they get and twice this girl is like within earshot of yeah them, like ripping into her and her perfect nose and she's probably had a nose job and a boob job and she's had caps on her teeth yeah blah 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 and it's like it's such an ugly color on mm-hmm. them and it, it is like and this is not who they are and they say as much like yeah when, you know when shit hits the fan and this girl basically like breaks up with matt over the things that Mary and Lucy have been saying about her. Yeah, because she's not comfortable. Yeah, and she's like, she's like, even if I could forgive them, like, I'll never feel comfortable in your home. Like, yeah. this isn't going to work between us. And which sucks for Matt. Yeah, you know, it because does. she's such a catch, mm-hmm. obviously. Like, she's hot and she has good grades, which means she's smart and yeah. she's whatever. And she's really sweet and nice. And, like, poor Matt can't catch a break, you know? Oh, yeah. And didn't they say she probably doesn't know how to microwave her meal or something? Oh, God, like, yeah. Everything. Everything that this girl says, yeah, they're like, criticizing like she her. Just, yeah, like, like, she can't do anything right because she's so perfect. Yeah. Like, they have to hate on everything she yeah. does and says. Um, of course, her hair looks great when she gets out of a convertible. <sighs> like, okay, girls. And and I struggled with this a little bit because, well, and we'll talk about it later. But, um, 
Yeah, it's just, you know, they're like this. So she basically, or they basically um, apologize to her, like, at school or yeah. whatever after Annie finds out and all that stuff. Um, and, she, you know, and, and Lucy says the thing that I always hate when people say, and the minute she said it, I was like, they're not going to let this slide. And she goes, we're sorry if we hurt your feelings. Mm. And, she, and, and you know, so, sometimes people say that and they don't really realize what they've said. Yeah. But I love that this girl whose name, like Joanne, it's yeah. Joanne, right? And I love that Joanne catches it and goes like, if yeah. you hurt my feelings. Yeah. Uh, you definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's make no mistake about that. I really appreciated that. Um, and she basically like doesn't forgive them. Yeah. Which is awesome. No, it's good. I, I don't, they shouldn't be let off the hook. Right. Again, th- this episode for the first time, I yeah. feel like has done this really good thing of like lessons are being learned, mm-hmm. but they're not being wrapped up in neat little yeah. bows with happy endings, you know, like, like these kids are learning their lessons yeah. in some of the hardest ways that like to learn a lesson. Even Matt, poor guy. He was just, he was thinking that his sisters would totally, totally be supporting him and be like, oh yeah, she's great. I don't know what. But when he finds out that they're being harsh and critical That's and judgmental right. and he's just like, I can't believe this. Like these are my sisters. I know. And I, I don't know. blame him. It's very shocking. And they say, you know, they, they, when they're apologizing to Joanne, they're like, we're not like this. You know, this is not who we are. Yeah. And it's like too little, too late girls. Like yeah. you did this. And not only did you do it like behind her back, like she heard you yeah. do this like near, like practically in front of her a mm-hmm. couple times, you know, like, that like if I was Joanne, I would have like I wouldn't have let it slide for as long as it did. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, gosh, it was just it was hard to watch, you know, like as an audience member too, just like, God, like they're being so ruthless. Yeah. You know? like, and it was a no- justification. It was annoying because it, you know, it just didn't feel like you said, this isn't their character. Yeah. This isn't this isn't the things that they do. They know what it's like to be made fun of. They know what it's like to be... Especially Lucy. Yeah. I feel like... Like, Lucy has been on the other side of that Mm -hmm. so many times. Yeah. For her... But I feel like... I feel like she and Mary kind of, like... um, Feed into each other. Yeah. Like, they they fed off of each other's, like, negativity in Mm -hmm. that way, you know? Which, usually, that is the case. It's the way it is, right? Yeah. Like, um, especially because I think in that first interaction with Joanne, when she leaves... Mary's the one to turn to Lucy first yeah. and go hate her, and then Lucy parrots it back. Yeah, and I think they even have this moment in the kitchen where, or somewhere, where they're like, "Why do we hate her? I don't know. I can't remember." Yeah, which just goes to show, like, it, this is about nothing. It's mm-hmm. about them. You know what I mean? This exactly. Is, this is like turning the mirror on themselves, yeah, well, of their own, like, whatever. You know, like, what are you projecting, dude? Yeah. But it's, I mean, how many times have we heard, have we heard girls do this where, God, that girl has such pretty hair, bitch. Like, you know what I mean? I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, how and many times bad. have, <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, th- what I was going to say earlier was like, I struggled with this a little bit because I totally saw myself in that. Like, not in the way that I'm always like that or whatever, but when they were getting into like their really grossness about it. I yeah. was like, I've definitely been that girl. Like where I just can't like stand somebody for zero reasons. Like I barely even know them. And I'm like, ugh, you know, <laughs> like I've been there. I know that feeling. I don't condone it in myself or in others. Yeah. I'll, like I certainly know that I'm wrong when I do that. Sometimes you just can't help it though. Like, like that negativity sort of 
um, festers, you know, mm-hmm. but it's always, almost always like about you. Yeah. You know, like, or it's about me. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, it's never like justified in any way other no. than like my own psyche or like my own self, whatever, you know, it did make me think of, um, how many times like I've heard girls or like even me as a joke, like one of my friends, dude, she has like this gorgeous lustrous hair. I'm like, Oh, you bitch every time. And I say that to her, but, I, but I have said, I mean, I've said that to you. I'm sure. Yeah, multiple but, times but it's, about, you know, but like when it's amongst you like look. your dearest friends, it's, right. you always say it with love and uh, like, you're just, you're shooting the shit basically. But I mean, and everyone is, yeah. and, but with friends, it's one thing <laughs> but with a stranger when you mean it like, no when you actually because it sounds like they mean it there it's not like oh she's perfect oh, that bitch it's not even like that it's just they're really just talking shit yeah they're talking shit but in a way where i don't think that they even necessarily believe the things that they're saying no or i mean i guess they do because like she has a perfect nose she has perfect teeth and perfect grades and whatever so yeah. in that way factually what they're saying is true mm-hmm. but I don't think that they necessarily mean that negativity. Yeah. I just think like once that, once you've like unlocked that door, yeah. you know, inside of you, like it's hard to close it. I guess. Or, uh, yeah. Lock it back up again. But I like, swear all I was thinking whenever they were talking shit was, okay, what are you lacking? Because you girls are gorgeous as well. So you need to shut up. And I really like what Annie says again, Annie, she's on yeah. it. When isn't she on it? Right. Yeah. But, I, I like that, you know, when they're when they're talking or when they're telling Annie like the things that they've said about her or mm-hmm. why they quote unquote hate her and Annie's like, Oh like how how bad for her, or how sad for her that she was blessed with like good looks and like and you know, yeah. um like good like good smarts or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, like how like how shitty for her that that's yeah. the case, you know? <laughs> like really girls, like really I don't know. It's and of course, like I don't think I don't think that the meta narrative of that particular storyline is for anybody to come away from it and go like, like that's that's one way to be. <laughs> like, I yeah, think, I think we're we're all supposed to watch that and go like, ew, that's such gross behavior. It you is, know? yeah, like, and nobody should be like that. Um, oh yeah, and then of course, whenever they realize they messed up, they do another high five thing and then like they smack yeah on the head i was like oh so they thought about it when they also mess up okay yeah all right that was like the part like the plan b yeah yeah fuck up i it was so silly it was kind of silly but it but okay i feel like when they first did the the handshake and it was so convoluted or whatever i was like this is weird right yeah but by the end of it when they had like when they just did like the slap and then like the the slap you know I was like, okay, this is kind of cute. Like, it's funny because, like... It was only funny because that's what they should have done. To, like, you idiot, you know, just smack someone yeah. inside the head. And I, th- I mean, I think, like, I was able to, like, look past the absurdity of the handshake and just go, like, okay, they get it, I guess. Yeah. Or, like, or like that's kind of a cute thing, you know, like, like they're still sisters. They're still bonding over how stupid they are, you know, I guess. I guess. Like, I don't know. If that handshake ever comes up again, I swear. Uh, 
It's not Fresh Prince of Bel Air, okay? It's, it's like it's you're like not Jazz and Will. It's like a full fifteen seconds long. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Jazz and Will was it was very quick, dude. It was a psh, psh. and what I also like like that first time because they didn't do it ever again. The first time, like they do like a couple hand slaps or whatever, and then they and grab then each other, reach the ankle, the ankles. Yeah, it's like really weird. And but they didn't do it the second time. The second time they just like t- like bumped butts or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Either way, it's kind of crazy and ridiculous, but and yeah. oh yeah, when they're totally high fiving each other. Oh, good one! <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, but I mean, but again, it got the message across. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, and it wasn't, and, and not in that gross seventh heaven way. I really enjoyed this episode. Like, okay. Okay. Um, I, I it didn't feel like a typical it's, it's not a typical seventh heaven episode at the yeah. end of the day and it didn't and i think they did a good job of of doing that mm-hmm. you know or i guess not doing what they always do yeah, right? yeah like i think they did that well um yeah so that's pretty much like the other crap yeah <laughs> oh i mean we should say though that storyline ends with that girl joanne does not forgive them doesn't get bad with doesn't get back with Matt Mm -hmm. like Matt has to be single again and the girls have to deal with the fact that you know they made an enemy in the world Matt was funny though whenever um he goes I want dad to yell at them oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) the one time he wants his dad around yeah um okay so let's get into it (laughs) um I have a feeling you're gonna be carrying most of this right now that's I mean that's fine We'll see. Because um, I think I'm still digesting. Okay. Well, maybe I'm processing like, it. I don't know. Maybe you can process some of that out loud as we go. Maybe. Um, I mean, I guess that's kind of sort of the point of the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but to be fair, I did watch this last night and I've had like all day to process it. So you know. what's my excuse? I watched it last night, too. Oh, OK. Well, <laughs> it's not like I watched it this morning. At, yeah. Um, so, okay, so the episode opens with Simon and Eric driving to, um... Oh, her last name, Miss Kerjeez. Yeah, there we go. K-E-R-J-E-S-Z. Um, to Mrs. Kerjeez's house. And, did I say J? Yeah, J-E-S-Z. Um, and so simon's like and like so eric has some business to do or whatever and simon's like oh i don't like to deal with church business i'm just gonna stay in the car or whatever yeah. and she's always trying to like give me stuff or whatever and she gave me and, a ball of yarn yeah <laughs> and eric's like you're coming inside don't be an idiot so they go in and um and as soon as she opens the door and she's like this older woman i started and because by the time this happened i had already like forgotten about the synopsis so yeah. i didn't put it together like i didn't I didn't put two and two together in this moment. I just saw her and I was like, oh, this is going to be another like old lady story, mm. kind of like maybe another like Bink type stitch or <laughs> yeah. like an, or whatever Odile yeah. know, type stitch or whatever. Um, I, you know, I really didn't think about it. Um, and then and then they go in and she's really sweet and she has like a bit of like a Eastern European accent yeah. or whatever. 
Um, and you know, she's like, I have something for the boy. And she's talking about how she has all these box box tops from cereal because they're doing like a red lightning giveaway yeah. or whatever. And Simon's like lights up. Yeah. He loves red lightning and it's really cute. And so she gives him or reaches for the box tops that she has in this envelope. And when she does her sleeve sort of falls back and we see that she has, um, I don't know what to call it other than like, you know, like the numbers tattooed on her arm Mm -hmm. that a Holocaust survivor would have. Um, so, or I guess somebody that was in the camps, right? Not Mm -hmm. because they didn't just brand, not brand. They didn't tattoo like everybody. Yeah. It was like, no, if if they put you in the camps, that's when you got tattooed. Like I should know this, but it's like one of the little tiny holes in my knowledge. But, um, yeah. So, so, th- and then when I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this episode's about a Holocaust survivor, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so, and Simon is like looking at it sort of inquisitively, you know, yeah. like doesn't like, he doesn't know what it is or what it yeah. means. Um, and she gets like kind of weird about it, like pulls her arm away, switches hands, you know, and whatever. Yeah. And, tr- and then like rushes them out the door, like, mm-hmm. don't, you know, bye. Okay. See you. <laughs> like, yeah. um, and cut to like Simon and Eric are going through a book, presumably about the Holocaust. Like, yeah. With, like, a bunch of pictures of mm-hmm. people, um, you know, like in the camps, like groups of people being ushered and herded, you know, this hither and thither and um, whatever. Just like, you know, like like black and white photos yeah. that I'm sure everybody's seen, whatever. It's kind of too long i think it goes on for like a minute and a half maybe two minutes of just like them flipping pages of photos Mm -hmm. um but whatever um and then they're talking right so simon's like asking questions like about hitler and like how did this happen and why how did we let this happen why didn't we get involved and yeah um i think one of the best things we're not best things but like one of the cutest i guess things simon says is like is like how did how did people let this happen? Like, why didn't we just like go in there and like stop him? You yeah. Know? And it's like, it's again, it's like Simon, you know, like that's mm-hmm. who Simon is. And, um, Eric is very like patiently and, um, like unemotionally sort of just like explaining things mm-hmm. to him and saying, you know, like, you know, he, there was bad things happening in Germany and Hitler, like, decided to yeah. blame it all on the Jews. You yeah. Know, like, um, and he used a very good propaganda technique. Like he, he even tries to explain it to him. I want to say like factually, yeah. you know, he, he's not sugarcoating it. Right. But he's also, the pictures are already painting an image of how bad everything is. Right. So he's not going to, He's not going to add extra words to carry on the hurt. Yeah. He's he's just breaking it down. No, 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 not at all. He's just breaking it down the best that he can for this 11 year old to to understand. Right. Um, Simon is just so sweet because he understands there's right and wrong and he sees the wrong. And so he just doesn't understand how human beings, like how we as humans can let this happen. Yeah. And I think, um, well, not I think, but what the minute, you know, these stories are being told to him and, you know, he's asking questions and they're being answered and they're having like a real dialogue, you know, back mm-hmm. and forth between the two of them. And 
Simon and Simon, mind you, has like an oral presentation project at school due, which was really funny when when it first started out the episode because right. Simon is asking um, Eric. Uh, where he was when JFK, JFK was, was shot. shot. And then he goes, I was, uh, what do you say? He's like, I was at the dentist. And he goes, <laughs> <gasps> like, all right. <laughs> yeah. And he, and then, uh, he does ask, he does ask his mom later on, but, um, he goes, what do you say? He goes, I'm the first person to think of that question. He says something like that. Oh, he goes, and then he goes, no, I'm sure it's been asked before Simon. And he goes, but not in my class. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So, so Simon's like great idea for his oral presentation, which is, mind you, to take basically like to ask someone or I'm not going to say this right. The, the, the project is to give an oral presentation of a historic event through someone else's perspective mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. So like to to tell an oral history yeah. of some of some event. Um. And so he wants to do where were you when JFK was shot? His dad's story is no good. His mom's story is no good. Yeah. And he immediately recognizes that this is a great story yeah. to tell. Like not just, you know, from like, for lack of a better term, like entertainment value, but also because now he's like truly interested and invested. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like a tangible person he can talk to about this. Mrs. Yeah. Kerjeez, right. And I really appreciate that for once in his goddamn life, Eric, like, pulled back mm-hmm. and was like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. We don't ask about this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not something that that we probe about. Yeah. That we go digging and, like, worry about. Like, mm-hmm. she, if she wants to tell this story, yeah. she will tell it. And it's not your place to ask her questions about it mm-hmm. or to make her feel like she needs to talk about it. Like, yeah. none of that. We don't do that about this. Um, and Simon is like disappointed because not only is he now invested in this topic. Well, well, because also the teacher did say. But that's, but that's later though, because right away, like, cause he, like when Eric's like, don't, you don't, you don't talk about it. He's like, but maybe she's like wanting to talk about it and no one's asked her. And Eric's oh yeah, like, that's true. Eric's Whenever like, they're Simon, going through the book. Don't do it. Like I'm yeah. telling you now, don't you dare go digging about yeah, this, yeah. you know? And then. When they're in class and the teacher is like at, like asking the class like what topic are you guys mm-hmm. gonna do or whatever, um, someone else t- says that they want to talk about the JFK assassination. Yeah, and Simon, everybody raised their hand. Well, yeah, <laughs> and Simon foolishly sort of says to the class like he has a he has a survivor that he can talk to and get her story about the Holocaust. Yeah. And this is what I didn't like is the teacher's like, I'll guarantee you an A if yeah. you can get this person to tell her story. Like trying to like make like a show of it. Like yeah. like like it's some sort of like entertaining, like what an amazing thing this will be to talk yeah. about. Like kind of weird, like, mm-hmm. you know, as an adult person to like say that. You yeah, know? no, I, I found that very weird too. I was taken back by that. I was like, um, is that how you want to word it to the kid? But it was also sort of in response to the kid that was like, my dad said that's a bunch of baloney and it's a hoax and it never happened. Mm -hmm. And I think the teacher is misguided, but I think her justification, like her thought process was like, let's get her in here or or like, let's get her story. Yeah. um, Because then it'll be a valuable lesson for the whole class, Mm -hmm. you know, in the sense of like, they'll realize that this is real and whatever. Yeah. Um, and 
anyway, so now Simon's like between a rock and a hard place because yeah. now he knows he can't talk about it or mm-hmm. ask her about it. And yet he kind of had like, like he's backed himself into a corner in class. Yeah. Like where like, if he doesn't um, deliver on this, like not only will we not get an A, but like, it'll be disappointing mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Um, which bad on Simon, but you know what? He's 10. Yeah. Like he's 10. And and the, and he learned something new about the world that he didn't know two days ago, and he's interested in it. Jay, are we messing up on Simon's age? Because uh, there's a minute well, I think he's probably he's 11. eleven now. Yeah, I don't know. They've <laughs> all aged a year, I guess. Lucy's Lucy's fourteen apparently. Matt's seventeen. Simon's probably eleven, which oh. means Ruthie's also probably six. Okay, because right, because because they were she was five, he was ten when we met them, mm-hmm. and definitely a year has passed since then. So okay, okay. Um, anyway, so Simon in true Simon fashion, right. Um, sort of contrives a way to like end up in front of Mrs. Kirchiz's, he's going to, he's going to walk happy. Right. And Eric's is, Eric is suspicious, but going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And sure enough, uh, Simon shows up at her door and sort of aggressively starts like knocking and yeah. being like, I'm out here. It's me, you know, whatever. And she doesn't answer, but like, she's obviously home with lights are on or whatever. Yeah. And before he leaves, Simon's like, I'm here. If you want to talk, I'm a really good listener, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Doesn't respond to any of that. He goes home. They're kind of mad at him because he can't tell a lie. And so he admits like he stopped by and whatever, yeah. you know? Well, and again, Eric just even guessed it. He goes, wait a minute. You were in a, you yeah. know, and and again though, part, like as I was watching this, I was like, now Eric's gonna go over there and apologize for Simon's behavior, and it's just gonna be worse. Yeah. And he didn't. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm liking this like pulled back version of Eric, like this reined in version of Eric. I wonder if it'll who's last. Like it won't. <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> it's only for this episode. Yeah. There's no way. But I'm I I dig it. Like I dig that he's not doing his typical Eric shit. Yeah. You know. Anyway. Um. So that happens. Um, oh, but then I guess he does go by because that's how it all happens. Well, right? he does go by and then um, with Simon. No, and- no, no. He goes by before. Remember, she's gardening. Yeah. And he shows up. Oh, and, and, he's, sh- like, and yeah. he's like, I'm sorry for Simon. Um, but, you know, like, like if you do want to talk about it like or something, he yeah. says, which prompts her to to say basically like, I talk about it. I talk about it with my friends who are also survivors mm-hmm. because we have a common language that yeah. we can understand each other about this Yeah, because we've been through it. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I'm going to cry thinking about it, but like, she's like, she's like, sometimes the heart yeah. can't under or can't take in what's so hard for the brain to yeah. understand mm-hmm. or something to that yeah. effect. And it was like, this is a beautiful line, you mm-hmm. know, like, I don't know. It was like really cool. Um, and you know, but then cut to, um, Eric brings Simon over Yeah, and they go in and she's, and she's also saying like, how do you tell stories like this to an innocent child? Right. Like, how are they going to understand it? Yeah. Um, so anyway, so they go in, Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, time lapse, they come out and, and he's in tears. And the minute, the minute Simon walks out of that door, yeah. and, like his head is hanging down. I lost it. By the mm. way. I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> I lost my shit. Cause I saw Simon like, like Simon was emoting so much yeah. in just his stance. Yeah. And just the way he was carrying himself. I was like, this kid is defeated. Yeah. Like, this kid just, just experienced some shit right now. Mm-hmm. And then, and then of course, like, you know, close up, we see like his tear strewn face or whatever. Yeah. And, and, you know, sh- he's like, he's like, thank you. And then he's like, maybe I wasn't such a good listener because mm. like, I feel like I did nothing for you in there yeah. just now. And like, so sweet and so adorable. Um, and you know, whatever. So they say goodbye and then it's presentation time mm-hmm. and he goes up there and he says, like, you know, my, my speech is about the Holocaust and Hitler and six million Jews and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, but I can't tell this story because yeah. it's not mine to tell. Yeah. And I really didn't anticipate this. I don't know if you oh, did. Oh, of her walking did in? You, did, like, not, not, I mean, him saying, like, it's not my story to tell. Did you tell, like, I don't know if it was telegraphed at I, all. I don't know. I, I... <sighs> I assumed that she was going to show up because I was actually looking for her in the classroom. See, I totally didn't expect it at all. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. I just assumed she was going to be there. Yeah. And he's there with Annie. Too. Yeah. And, and like, and we didn't know this. It was like kind of weird, but like all the parents are there. Yeah. You know? Which I guess makes sense. Cause like, presumably the kids are telling their parents stories, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like a thing or whatever. Um, but yeah, he's there with Annie. He goes up. Um, when he says it's not my story to tell, he goes over to the classroom door, opens it, and Eric brings Mrs. Kerjees in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she goes up to the podium and proceeds to tell. Yeah, this. I'm crying. It's I... so bad, you guys. I'm so sorry. No. Pulling it together. She tells like a 10 minute story. Yeah. And she does. They don't pull any punches. No, dude. no, no, no. That That's. Yeah. I think. I... I think that's what it was that was surprising with Seventh Heaven. They, it, it was, it was like shit got real. Yeah, yeah. Like they full on went into detail. Like that little, oh my god! Like that part where she's like the left and right. Yeah. I mean, oh my god. Yeah, it the was, left, right. Yeah. It was like amazing, in that way that like. I felt like I had like this transformative experience yeah. watching this, which is like from seventh heaven yeah. <laughs> like, who would have expected, you know, but it was, it was amazing. And she tells the story and it goes and it goes and it's like close ups intercut with like panning shots of like yeah. the classroom, you know, mm-hmm. with the kids. And there is like this moment with, and while she's telling her story where, um, the kid, who said, like, his dad said this was all a hoax or whatever. Yeah. Like, he's there with his dad, right? Mm-hmm. And the dad, like, is sitting behind him and, like, reaches his hand to, like, put on the kid's shoulder. Yeah. And the kid shrugs it off. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck off, dude. Like, you yeah. told me this was bullshit and, like, yeah. I'm faced with it right now. I mean, in so many words, you know, <laughs> yeah. a.k.a. none. 
but but you saw him changing the dad oh yeah like like as they kept you know because they keep cutting back to the audience because first people yeah you see him like oh okay here we go yeah like rolling his eyes and stuff and then by the end of it like he's really touched Mm -hmm. and affected and he's like reaching out to his son and the son is like kind of like i don't know maybe i read into that you saw it right yeah no he did shrug off his yeah a little bit okay um, which was, you know, kind of interestingly cool, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was a cool little touch, you know, from, like, that random character that no mm-hmm. one gives a shit about. Um, um, but, yeah, so she she tells the story. Yeah. And, and it, <laughs> like, she says, like, you know, um, after everything, after the war ended, she, she found out that, like, the rest of her family mm-hmm. didn't survive either, and none of her family survived in the camp, and she's the only one, and it was just, I don't know. I mean, it was, like, deeply, deeply emotional. Yeah. In a way that, like, it, thus far in however many episodes, 30 episodes or whatever mm-hmm. of the show that we've done, this is the only one I would tell anybody just watch this episode. Yeah. Watch like if you're going to watch an episode of seventh heaven, make it this one. Mm. I really, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, I get what you're saying. And then at the end of it, cause it ends really like it just ends sort of that way. Like she, yeah. she finishes her story and then like fade to black. Um, and then we find out it's- that it's, there's this woman, Elizabeth Mann, mm-hmm. who's an actual Holocaust survivor. Yeah. I did a little bit of research on her. Um, she's well known. Like she, yeah. she goes and does talks and mm-hmm. she's, um, she's like a sort of, um, like, like a figure in yeah. terms of the survivor community or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you know, she does talks about the Holocaust and stuff. So she, um, gave Seventh Heaven the rights to her story yeah. to tell the story and fictionalize it in terms of this random person, mm-hmm. or this fictional character, or whatever. But it's her story, yeah. apparently, as true as it could be. Um, you know, that was like really her family and all that shit. And it's just, and you know what's weird? But I don't trust the source because I only found one source. But somebody wrote in about this episode on mm-hmm. some random forum place. Okay. And some, I think it was like the museum of tolerance or something or okay. some sort of like docent that, that does like Holocaust, um, stuff, okay. you know, uh, wrote back and said that Rita Zohar, Zohar, who plays yeah. Mrs. Kirgis on the show is actually also a survivor. No shit. Um, and then like, but the story is Elizabeth Mann's story, like yeah. not her own story. But in all of the, like, and, and then I started Googling, I want to, did I say Rita? Yeah. Rita Zohar. I started Googling her and like nothing like that comes up, you know, like no mention of her being a survivor or whatever, oh. which I mean, maybe she doesn't talk about it. I don't know. Yeah. But it would be interest. Like I would be interested to know, like maybe her tattoos were real in that show or what is something, mm. you know, like, I don't know. I, I yeah. really don't know. I don't know if I can trust that one source yeah. that I found online. But I don't know why it would be a lie, but like, I don't, you know, cause I couldn't corroborate it. Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, and I certainly don't want to tell tales out of school on the show, but, um, yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. I don't I know. I couldn't help, but when, I mean, maybe, th- maybe this is a, I don't know. I hate when I get this way, but whenever I watch, a scene or 
a scene that basically has to deal with like genocide, Holocaust, whatever, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. every time you hear a story or someone is acting it out or whatever, I can't help but like go through the memorabilia that I have in my mind of like things that I've watched or things that I've read. And like, you know, I just can't help but do that. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't, and I, when she was talking about her brother and, um, her parents. Oh God. Do you know, I mean, it's weird, but I had the movie Life is Beautiful playing in my mind for some crazy reason. I've never seen it. Oh my God. Really? (gasps) You, oh, that movie. It's so good. It's in it's, it's, Again, um, uh, I'm going to mess up his name, Roberto Benigni? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Italian film on the Holocaust, but oh, man. Oh, it is actually about yeah, the Holocaust? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's so good. Like, that, so good. He deserved that Oscar, I yeah. swear. Because um, oh, I don't even want to say anything because I would rather you get the full effect because that movie makes you ball. Sure, I'm sure. That's, I mean, I've heard it's wonderful. It's just one of those things, again, you know, my, yeah. my film history is no, no so good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, was, I, I had this thought in my head just now. Oh, I will. Okay. Um, and I will actually cut this out if, if I decide to later. But um, I think it's worth mentioning <laughs> since this episode happened. And again, you tell me if you don't want to talk about it, we'll cut it out. I don't care. Okay. Um, but, you know, we are not strangers to this topic. No, like, we're not. We're not Jews. We're not related to the Holocaust in any way. However, we are Armenian and like our people have also had a genocide perpetrated mm-hmm. against them. And I couldn't help but like bring my own narrative into oh, this. Of course. I sh- I'm going to cut this out. I'm crying like an idiot. Um, Stop. <laughs> no such thing. Now I've said it so many times I can't cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I I don't know. And I don't, I mean, I don't want to get too into this right now because this is neither the time nor the place, really. But Or it can um, be. Well. It's 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 your <laughs> podcast. You know it, I mean? Well, it's our podcast. But you know what I'm saying? Like, right, well, right now the mic is on you, so it's your <laughs> podcast. Well, all I want to, I mean, I, but I said what I wanted to say, which is that like this had sort of meta, you know, yeah. in, like implications for me. And I, I don't know, I don't want to speak for you, but, um, you know, not only was the story that, that Mrs. Kriges tells just on its own, very like affecting mm-hmm. and like sort of beautiful to watch and whatever, um, you know, there was. I definitely had like all the feels. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had all the feels. Uh, You know what I wanted to do too, and I couldn't again verify this in my research. Was I was curious to know if when this aired on November seventeen ninety seven, if there was some sort of disclaimer or something on the WB. I don't want to call it a disclaimer, but oh, like if there they, was like, they a, let like you... a trigger warning or whatever. Yeah, yeah. On, they usually their, do do that. Network, like be, be warned the following episode is going to be like yeah. pretty emotional and crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I feel like today they might do that. I don't know yeah. if they were really doing that in the nineties. Maybe they were, or maybe like after the fact they yeah. would do like a talking head, you know, like, like, mm-hmm. like the cast would come out and say something or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, 
Yeah, I mean, I I, t- I tried to find it. Like, I tried to see if that was if, if anything they had, had written that. about that or whatever. But I I didn't see anything. But I you know I think if I was the WB, I would have put like a little like even if it was just like like a little title card that says like the following episode will give you all the feels. <laughs> you <laughs> give know? you all the feels. Like, <laughs> you know, that I, I like. Because um, it certainly gave me all the feels. Um, you know what's funny is like when I was thinking about this episode and the fact that we were going to do this podcast and like, I don't want to say in preparation or whatever, cause that's not like we do a ton of prep, but anyway, in processing this episode, I kind of sort of like didn't know <laughs> like how we'd get into it and how this would go. But I feel like, and I, and when I mean, we've been talking for like just under an hour, yeah, which is like kind of short for us, you know, yeah. in terms of, but, but we also haven't done any tangents in this episode, but um, and I'm like, I'm wondering, like, did we not do it enough justice? Like, I, like, I, I feel kind of like bad. Like, I mean, like, I was expecting to like wax poetic about it, but I, I mean, I feel like I got all my thoughts and feelings out. Yeah. I don't know. Do you like, do you have any strong observations? Like, I don't know. I, I think this is what, what happens to us every time we watch an episode that <laughs> happens that, that goes really heavy. I mean, it's a sensitive subject and you you're still processing it and you want to say the not the right things but you want to explain yourself emotionally you want to give like if you're going to explain it or if you're going to talk about it you want to use the right words to convey your emotions you don't want to butcher it and so <laughs> right. and if and if it doesn't and if it's not flowing out it's probably because you don't have your emotions down yet and that's how I feel. Like, I don't know. I, I know that it was very heavy. And when I watch anything like this, whether it's from a Seventh Heaven show or I don't know, anything from Game of Thrones, let's say. If it, <laughs> right. it, it, like, if there's a horrific scene or if there's something that you're supposed to watch and digest it and I don't know what, like, it takes a while for me to process. Yeah. I was And I wasn't like that. But before, I would just watch it and like, okay, it's done, whatever, I moved on. But lately, I'm just more emotionally invested in a lot of things that I watch yeah. or like I feel the weight. Like I'm not desensitized anymore the way that I was as a kid. Mm. And now, and if anything, it has the reverse because if anything, I should be desensitized now and <laughs> be affected whenever I was younger. But apparently, I wasn't. It was quite the opposite. So now, I'm sure if I watch it again, I'd probably be crying. And I was trying not to cry, I think, whenever <laughs> I was watching. And I was like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. But yeah, like you said, left, right, left, uh. right. Like... I know in my I know in my heart at that moment I would I felt disgust that moment really got to me the part about the the smoke in the air really got to me and again for our listening audience we're not going to get we're not going to play the clip we're not going to get into it in, in detail I really cannot stress enough. If you do nothing else, watch the last 10 minutes of this episode if you really want to get a sense of what it is that we're talking about. Um, But the left, right, the smoke in the air, and the part where she's like, I killed my brother. Yeah. Like, lost it. Because I I had lost it anyway, but like those moments, like, really, like, were like these benchmark moments of like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Yeah. I I would never want to imagine saying I killed my brother. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And and that line too was very um like it reminded me of something in recent times that I either watched or heard where somebody referred to 
their experience in that same way like like i was responsible for killing my brother or my sibling or whatever mm-hmm. um because of the way that i um handle the situation or re- like yeah. like you know because her story is that they were separating them up into do- into two different groups mm-hmm. and he was 13 and he had just been bar mitzvah am i a man or am i a child yeah and she was like go with mother because you're sick and mothers take care of their children and then they killed they they gas chambered the mother yeah. the, the women and children and she sent her brother to his death yeah and and when i heard that i was like i feel like I've heard that same story mm. recently in something, either being told to me personally or in a show or in a movie or something. Mm. I, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess we don't have the same reference point yeah. for that, but um, I, I wish, I wish I did. I w- and I wish I could remember, I guess it's not really that important. I just, I just remember like going like, holy shit. Like, cause I, cause I knew too, I knew where she was going with that point, yeah. you know, as soon as she started telling that whole thing. And I was yeah. just like, this is horrific. Yeah. Like, I just... And and that's how her story starts, dude. Yeah. Like, that's, like, the beginning of her story. And you're just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was rough. But in this beautiful way, like, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Like, it was this... The way the story... Beautifully is- tragic, cathartic sort of thing that you're watching... She paints it really well. You get every image. Everything that she's telling you, you can see it. Yeah. That's it's like it's a moving picture, but with words. That that's how strong the writing was. Because I'm sure describe I don't know. Wait, I'm gonna no, I'm not gonna say that. I, I would assume I would assume that if you go through anything traumatic Either two things happen. Either you completely suppress and things are broken, like Mm. the picture is broken or like some details are missing Mm -hmm. or whatever. Or it's it's so strong that everything is alive, like every image, every experience to the point where you can find every word to describe exactly what was happening to the point where you can probably describe the color of the ash or the color of someone's shoe or the dirt. I don't know. Well, and I actually think it's both of those things. I think um, it's, you know, it's weird and we're going to timestamp this episode, I guess, but an episode of Jane the Virgin recently dealt with this. Oh, man. Um, Yeah. it's It's that thing of like, the big picture gets fuzzy, yeah. but certain elements are like really clear. Yeah. You know, they're like crystal, like in hi-fi or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and so I think, you know, for her in her story, it's things like left, right, look up in the sky. Those yeah. are those like snapshot yeah. hi-fi moments. Mm-hmm. And like pretty much everything else is like just, a horrific experience that yeah. she went through for God knows how long, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, shit. Mm-hmm. Shit. And I also, I, I realized, like I said, things like beautifully tragic earlier. I'm definitely not trying to glorify this or like no. make it like, I, I, I hope that, that I'm not coming across that way. And no, I, but the word, no, but the words were, I, I'm just saying, it's horrific, yes, but the way that it's the the story is being told was perfect because it got you. That's yeah. the point. Yeah. It, it got you. You got it. Yeah, you and felt it, was, it. And you know what it was too. It was again. I mean, such an uncharacteristically Seventh Heaven episode. Yeah, 
not any scoring annoying you. That's Just true. The right amount That's of like true. close up cut intercut with like panning shots of the kids. That's true. Like, like really like sort of building the the tension. I yeah. guess you know, for lack of a better explanation for that, like like beautifully executed. Yeah. Last ten minutes of this episode from from a technical perspective, I think too, which really helps. Yeah in telling the story and getting the message across and stuff I, yeah i think this was the you're right yeah you're right i agree right yeah, yeah. I, I don't know i mean i guess what well what, what i will say is i didn't hear any scoring oh, with that okay here's the thing i will maybe i should rewatch it i wonder if we're I if we're wrong there was scoring i guarantee yeah but, but whatever it, it didn't was, bother me whatever it was helped it whatever it was like um boosted it well, rather than like undercut it like well, it yeah. usually does because most scores are just supposed to elevate not right, annoy right like like you shouldn't hear it you yeah. know what i mean the fact that we do hear it is the problem with it most yeah. of the time um but no i man i can't i don't know <laughs> i'm really glad that we have this show because i feel like talking about this thing was like really helpful at least like at least for me mm-hmm. um it really helped me sort of grapple <laughs> but um yeah i don't yeah <laughs> I, everything else we do from here to the end of this uh, for the end of this episode it seems so stupid like who do we relate to and what do we rate this episode <laughs> it i was like useless <laughs> well yeah <laughs> but we got i mean we gotta do it um and I, I and i already said who i relate to in that really like kind of lame way i i was able to like put myself in Lucy and Mary's shoes mm. of like, I've been there, done that, <laughs> you know? Uh, I don't know. And I want to give an honest answer. Yeah. As you should. <laughs> as I always do. But, um, yeah, dude, I don't know. No, well, be, I, I mean, I mean, you've had no answer before. I mean, like no, no one before. So yeah, because yeah, fine. I've never, I've never been a, I've never, I haven't done that to my mom. I'm talking about Ruthie here, because <laughs> <laughs> I know I was gonna clean it up and I wasn't gonna do it. Um, I mean, I think, I think you and I sort of we we hashed out the the essence of the Lucy and Mary storyline. Yeah. I mean, again, I don't want to put this on you, but like, I, f- I mean, I feel like we both talked about like, we've definitely know what that's like. Yeah. You know, like we've been there. Um, you know, I think, I think that's fair in terms of who do you, of a, who do you relate to in this episode? It's, I, it's, it's hard really to relate to anybody else, to be mm, honest. Uh, yeah. Um, with the exception of like, maybe Simon, again, I'm going to speak for myself in that, you know, in that way of like sort of being an innocent and hearing some of these horrific stories that like I know I've oh, grown up with. Yeah, you and I both have genocide and oh, stuff. Yeah. Um and, and we've sort done of our own digging and, and right and like wanting to know more yeah. in this like inquisitive way, not mm-hmm. to be rude or not to probe where But you want is, to know. Yeah, it's like it's like like this need for info or whatever yeah. because it's so like out of the scope of like mm-hmm. humanity. You yeah. Know? Um, so yeah, so maybe there's that, you know, um, let's rate the episode. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Okay. (laughs) 
besides being annoyed of Mary and Lucy with their like high five spiel and all that stuff, mm -hmm. I will. And this is <laughs> okay. I I'm explaining my number only because the writing was great in this episode, mm -hmm. and so there was a few things that annoyed me, which is gonna just bring it down to a nine. Only a couple things, but other than that, yeah, it's a nine. It's a solid nine. I'm also giving it a nine. Yeah. Okay. I I think. When I when the show ended and I hit pause on my Amazon Fire Stick, I was like, 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. Know, like, amazing, fantastic 10 out of 10. And then, of course, logic kicked in and I was like, but some problems. Like, let's yeah. be real. It's not a 10 out of 10. But I need to give this episode a 9. Yeah. In the way that, and we didn't really touch on this, this is, again, one of the few episodes, if maybe the only, that has like zero continuity. Mm -hmm. Like you don't need to know anything before to know this episode. Yeah, yeah. You don't not, there, there's nothing from this episode that's going to carry over, over into the next. Yeah. It's completely self-contained. Mm -hmm. Um, all the storylines are about one thing yeah. and are serving that one thing differently, but equally well, Yes, you know, um, and no pretty bow in the end. Exactly. Like sort of, or get, like grounded in, yeah. in like reality and um, not too like fluffy, you know, like mm -hmm. 90s television, whatever, yeah. like a timeless episode, you know, mm -hmm. like with messages that weirdly enough are very um, poignant yeah. in today's society. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, you know, without putting too fine a point on it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is as close to perfection as I think this show's going to get, honestly. Right? I, <laughs> I was, mean, we still have a, lot, a long way to go, but yeah. holy shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Yeah. Well done, Brenda Hampton and Elia Horowitz. Elia? <laughs> Elia? I don't know. I, I, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, I think we did it. I think so, too. I don't want to beat a dead horse. Um, so... As we always say, you know, you can fo um, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're at the number four heaven's sake pod. Do it. Um, rate us and su or subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes. I always have to get the order right. Subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes. I know it just takes like two seconds of your time, but could really, really help us in terms of getting the word out about the show. Um, and yeah, till next time. Bye. Bye.